podcast is meant for a mature adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to On a Quest Paranormal. I'm Jill Urchek, your host. The show about everything unseen, pretty much. Anything goes. Nothing's, well, almost nothing's that weird for me. Uh, I am so happy to have this guest back on. He needs no introduction, but I will do it anyway. Chris McBrien, you were on before, psychic medium and everything else in between. Welcome to the show, Chris. Well, thank you. It's great to be back. You you had a lot of listeners in that last one. They all want to know about God and what you saw when you died. So I had to have you back. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, so no. I'm, I'm looking forward to this week's topic, too. Yeah, yeah. this this is a creepy one, um, as if my shows are about flowers and hearts. But this one, I think, is really, <laughs> really important because I feel like Okay, with Halloween coming up, I, I, you know, I love to get spooked and scared, but not when I'm the one getting scared. You and I, when I have talked to you, you're out of based out of Galena, and you do readings and and all that stuff. Uh, you had told us about that you were involved in some exorcisms, and that is scary as all get out to me. Now, me being a pretty good Catholic or just somebody who believes in Jesus and all that, I'm extremely fascinated by this. You aren't even. Christian, and you have done exorcism. So I want to lead into that. But I want to start with a little bit of humor because I just moved. And um, (laughs) I don't know the sounds of the house yet. I called Chris last week. It's only been maybe nine days. And look, I've lived in apartments my whole life. I know how people sound when they walk upstairs and this and that. Long story short, I'm hearing this, what sounded like change falling from the ceiling. And I'm like, that can't be upstairs. It sounded like it was in the room. Even my son was like, what is that? I'm screaming for my husband in the other room. Of course, he doesn't hear it when I call him in. And then I hear, you know, in the kitchen shuffling, but it also coincided with the people upstairs. But it was so present in the room that I thought, this is weird. Now, my husband kind of listens with half an ear when I tell him this stuff because he's not really necessarily believes it. But the next morning, he's like, I know what you heard. So he went and investigated, too. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. Then the smoke alarm goes off. Then the um, light bulbs in the hallway, I didn't tell you that one were flashing. But the best one was my son's Woody doll from Toy Story. It was broken before we moved. I will say that. Was going off in the middle of the night. And it told my husband, are you ready for something strange? And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, the doll... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I am not ready for something strange. You know, all these things happen within a couple of days. So I like I put my cross up by my bed. I got one in my kids room. I'm weird. And I'm like, okay, so not cool. Me doing a podcast fun. Me being visited, not so fun. And you you were laughing, as you are now, and told me, you know, are you, you, you would know, do you feel negative? Do you feel nauseous? And I'll let you get into all that. And I was like, no, no, no. Well, I think I figured it out that it really is a weird sound up there because I heard them drop something. And my husband was there to hear it. And it literally sounded like it was in the living room, but we knew it was them. So I think it's just the way the sound travels through the walls. I can accept all of these things. But the one thing I can't accept that I didn't say was when my Keurig coffee cup thing, which was in the closet, was on the floor. And I never took it out. I know that for a 110% fact, I never took it out of the closet. If you're going to haunt me, at least make the coffee for me. 
<laughs> right? Don't be rude. No, but anyway, yeah. so I, I was freaked out, Chris. So I really think it's just the way the noise travels. I'm, if nothing, I'm logical. And I've figured out 95% of it. I cannot figure out the coffee thing, but I'm still kind of like, I still have all ears going at one time. So something that small frightened me and that Woody doll, if he talks, Chris, I'm moving in with you. I don't care if my <laughs> husband or child come with, I'm out. I am not living with a doll whose batteries are out. But so let, that leads me to you. Exorcisms are terrifying. Um, devil stuff scares me half to death. But I think it's important because good triumphs over evil. And that is what you told me when we talked about it. I'm going to let you take away what exorcisms are, what's entailed. And we know the purpose is to get rid of evil. But I just want you to just go from there. Yeah, so... Um uh, the the purpose of an exorcism, of course, is to eradicate evil from an, an evil entity or force from, you know, from the premises. And if it's from a person, you know, it's 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 you know, it's basically from and it's called a, it's called a possession. You know, I mean, it's you know, and and so you're doing an exorcism on a person, but not all exorcisms involve people. Um, and so the uh, basically, it, there's a there's a definite. Um, there are definite symptoms of an actual possession, um, whether it's a, a person uh, or it's a place. And usually it's, it's in a series of steps where the entity is, is in the, the house or the, the, the place where it's at basically first. And then it starts to usually go after a person. And usually it, it, it there usually is, is a direct target. There's somebody that it seems to be targeting most, uh, that most of the phenomenon happens around. Mm-hmm. Um, usually they feel a sense of dread. So, um, you know, even the last one I did out uh, near Rockford, Illinois, uh, it was going towards a six-year-old girl uh, for very, uh, very, very specific and very, Horrible reasons I will I will definitely not talk about mm-hmm. today, Sally, because mm-hmm. I, I, just, I just can't in case they listen. I no, just don't want them to no. feel exposed. But at the same time, I will tell you that, you know, I'm not afraid to tell you that they that evil does not care who it goes towards. And it always goes towards those who are most vulnerable mm-hmm. um, to uh, to possess. So um, so the one I'm going to talk about today actually happened here in Galena. Um, and, you know, I, I take exorcisms very seriously uh, when I was. Still studying uh, as a Sufi uh, with my teacher, uh, you know, uh, we, I mean, there was basically a, um, you know, we had a a series of houses that we had bought. Um, And so the house, uh, I guess, you know, the house that we were using where I lived had some really incredible disturbances, especially uh, in the basement, which was where my room happened to be in this like finished basement area. Um, and we were sitting around one night uh, having dinner and we had everybody who lived in the house, especially myself, had, had really told him, you know, really told him everything about this house to the point where, you know, I'm sure he was sick of it. And he goes, you know, I just need to do an exorcism. I said, great. And so then the next time we met, like the next night we were sitting around and I was just looking forward to this. And I was like, I can't wait for you to come over uh, for the exorcism. We're sitting there eating dinner and he goes, I'm not going to do it. He goes, you're going to do it. And so, so he looked at me and I just, I, yeah, I did get chills uh, when he did that. I was like, me and he goes and and at the name my my sufi at the time my sufi name was isa um uh and he goes isa he goes i i believe that you uh 
the you, part of your purpose is is to do these things. And so uh, he gave me a vial of uh, holy oil, which is rose oil that's been heavily blessed, uh, not just by him, but others, um, you know, uh, of, of his status and so of different faiths. Uh, it's very potent um, and it actually resides in a Catholic reliquary uh, that's about two or three hundred years old on my wall. Um, it has the Latin and everything inscribed in it, and it looks like a birdhouse, basically. It's from Germany. So I have it in there, and I've had that holy oil uh, since he gave it to me about 23 or 24 years ago now. Um, and here's the thing about holy oil like that is that um, you can use it up for a little while. I mean, not all the way up, but I'll use up some of it. And then after I leave it for a while, it seems to refill itself. Oh, God. Oh, that's. I'm so, sorry, Chris. That's creepy. Yeah, it's, uh, it, 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 has, it has a job to do. And oh. so something like that, so something like that has a job to do. And yes. so it tends to refill itself so it can be reused over and over again. Wow. Um, and, and keep in mind, an exorcism is not just about the words you're exclaiming or the prayer that you're using or the religion you're coming from. Um, you know, because yeah, I'm not, I'm not Christian, although I have a lot of respect for Christ and I love Christ and I, and I, I feel that he is my teacher for sure. In fact, you know, the name Isa means Jesus. And that's why he gave me that name is because even though I'm pagan, I have a close affinity to that particular spiritual master. Okay. Um, you know, and I, and I, you know, and that was definitely an entity I encountered, you know, before. So, um, so what happened was, um, you know, so, so basically what it's about is it's, it's really about, um, I could say it's about faith, which it is partly about faith, but it's actually beyond that. It's really, you, you've either kind of got the juice or you don't basically, because what it is, is it's a power that was kind of given to you. Like, um, like, like when I, like when I was in the basement of that house near my room, I, I actually saw the entity because as a, as a psychic and a medium, I do often see things in front of me and actually for my abilities to work the best, because I see auras uh, really well around people, my the best thing for me to do is to turn off all the lights so I can actually see where it is and where it goes, which really bothers people because every exorcism I do, I insist on the lights being turned out so I can watch it. Um, and sometimes it can be frightening for others because if it's in a basement area or something, yeah. it is, I'm going to be working in pitch black uh, because I have to be able to see where it's at. So. Um, which sometimes me, makes me bump into walls. <laughs> sure, you get um, maimed, but, but, but it's I okay. Really like that. <laughs> yeah, so um, so so that first one, um, you know, it got really, it, it really tried to scare. I mean, it it, it it does this thing that I call, you know, putting on its best Halloween show, and it, it'll send you images uh, either outwardly that you can visibly see with your eyes, or it will send you things inside your head or, or give you vibes. Um, it'll, it'll send you images inside your mind and it'll try to scare the living crap out of you so that you want to run. And it's trying to get you to be afraid. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it did a good job. The first one I encountered did a very good job. And then um, something to me snapped and I got really angry. And then right behind the anger was this, the best way I can put it is like this intense, um, very wonderful, beautiful, very loving righteousness. And it wasn't about like a self-righteousness. There's no ego centeredness behind it. It's about like, it's like about God. I mean, it's about whatever faith you're from. It's about the power of the divine that just, there's something that just snaps and it just pours right out of you. And it's not really from you. It's just that, that thing that is in some people that can do things like that, because what it is, it's, it's kind of like you're, 
you're just a channel for it. And so it, you know, so what happens is um, I kind of get to the point where during the, during the exorcisms where I, I need to draw it out. And now I've been doing it for a number of years. Even after only four times, you get much better at it after, mm-hmm. by the fourth time because you know how to how to let it loose without having to go through the process of being scared and everything else. Like like basically, when I walk into a place to do an exorcism, as soon as I can feel the entity itself, which I'm really good at feeling if it's like you know a valid entity or not that needs to be taken away, mm-hmm. um, I just kind of I just kind of go right into that mode where I'm suddenly not really me. I'm basically just taking off every piece of me and I'm really just that divine energy walking around blessing the basement and they'll try to scare me. I've seen some horrendous images uh, both in my head and also in front of me that are really frightening, like, uh, like physical, Um, like the one in Rockford was completely horrific uh, that I saw in the end. Um, And uh, that was the most recent one I did. Um, But the one in Galena here was really, truly frightening. So um, if you want, I can tell you about that one now, unless you want to ask some more questions. No, I did have a question before you talk about these, though, because I always thought okay. it was the Catholic priests um, that were doing these things and that they were saying the prayers of Jesus through the Bible and Archangel Michael and all that. What kind of prayers then, because everyone's of all different faiths, are used for this? Well, each faith seems to have a particular kind of prayer for Oh, them. So, I did not know that. Know, yeah, so I mean, there, there are, there. Are, I mean, uh, Islam has different prayers. Uh, I know Judaism does uh, definitely from my teacher because he was he was uh, Jewish. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I definitely know there's different prayers. And but as I said, it's, it's the words are important, but they're not nearly as important as the energy that's saying them. Okay. So, so, so that's the really important thing because, uh, you know, just like in you when you see in the movies, and it's. It, I mean, here's the thing: is the modern films. Um, just grab some water, but the, the modern day movies are getting so close to facts, especially like Annabelle Ooh, yeah. or The Conjuring, which really touch on real cases, um, that they're using real methods in those movies. Um, and of course they kind of, you know, they kind of hype them up because it's a film, but, um, but you know, I, I've had people watch those movies and come to me and say, you know, I can feel the evil in those movies. And I, that's one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons I don't watch those films is because when I'm watching them, I can still feel the presence of that, uh, because those things latch onto that energy, like you're talking about them, and when you're, even when you're showing the story about them, that energy, that evil energy, is drawn right to it. Um, it's just like it's, it's just like when kids use Ouija boards. Um, I had a group of girls up here this past weekend, and I can always smell someone when they've actually used a Ouija board. I can smell it, and I, when I say smell, I mean I can sense it immediately when they walk in the room. Oh. And so. I, well, I, so I ended up blessing all the girls with the holy oil. Just, just a, I do like an equal armed cross. I just, I, for me, I like to use the way that my teacher taught me, which was I use Yahweh, Asherah, and then the name of Isa. Um, and Yahweh is the old name for uh, for God in the Jewish faith. Mm-hmm. And then Asherah is actually God's wife. Um, who sadly was taken out of a lot of the t- uh, cons- uh, the text later on, but actually the Jewish uh, faith still celebrates the Der- day of Asherah, which is God's wife, and then and so I used that. And later she kind of became the Holy Spirit, basically, well, was, is is what I was taught. And then the Isa, of course, means Jesus. So I use that when I do that, which might shock some of my pagan friends, but. Um, you know, I, I'm not really a religious person per se. I'm not, you know, especially after my near-death experience I talked about before, I really don't, I'm not a religious person by any means. I use what works and there's so many 
different ways what works, but what works for that for me best is to do that um, because it's still in the name of, you know, it's, it's still calling out the, the divine, um, both the male and female mysteries of it, the aspects, and of course the aspect of teacher uh, in, in Jesus. So, so, so I use that and it works very well. Uh, and of course the equal arm cross is actually an old symbol for the sun from way back. So, uh, but I use that and it works very well, but, um, and I use the holy oil for that. And I put, you know, I, I, I do that, but it's, um, it's really about the energy you're putting out because it can't be a fear. They feed on fear. Mm -hmm. And even for, uh, Ouija boards, they feed on fear. And, you know, uh, people have told me they felt the weight of that, that that feeling from a Ouija board for years afterwards and couldn't quite ever shake it. And they always felt guilty and different afterwards. And I've had so many people tell me that. So, okay. Um, the you one, didn't smell, wait, so Chris, you, here, oh, go ahead. No, no, go, please go ahead. You, you met me. You didn't smell anything on me, did you? Cause I don't mess with that stuff anymore. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. You're you're good to go. I was <laughs> wearing don't, a don't flowered perfume. Okay, carry no, on. <laughs> these, yeah, they, yeah. These, these girls had just used one. Like, oh, I'm like prior. okay. So very heavy. Uh, okay, because I did it years ago. So, but so tell me about Galena. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just had to know. No, you're fine. Um, so. So uh, when I had first moved to town here, um, above one of the bars that's no longer here, sadly, called the Cornerstone, um, up above it are some uh, apartments. And there was a, a nice one way in the back, like a studio. And so the lady who lived up there, um, she was also bartending downstairs. And so one night it was very late and I was in there for a beer and she confided to me and she said, Chris, um, I believe that I have a spirit in my house upstairs and I really like you to come up there and check it out and tell me what to do. And so uh, she was a, she's a war veteran, which I respect greatly. And so, uh, and keep in mind, I, I have to be very analytical when I go to these things. I, I'm, even though she told me many of the things to watch out for, which I'll run through here, um, I still have to be very analytical because I don't, I don't, it's not that I doubt the person. I believe that the validity of their experiences, but often there can be other factors like, you know, like PTSD. Mm -hmm. um, there can be there's psychological factors of people who might have a slight neurosis. Um, there might be people uh, that, um, you know, that they, you know, they sometimes people read into things, small things. Uh, and, and you've done it recently. I've done it before. Uh, you know, I mean, last night I heard a garbage bag settling in the garbage bin. It sounded like somebody was rifling through the garbage at like yeah. 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. You know, so it's like, so, so anything can happen like that. So you have to go in with a very analytical sense of, you know, or, uh, uh, you know uh, analytical mind. Sure. So. I went upstairs to her place and as soon as I opened the door, it just reeked of that horrible because you know the vibe from the Ouija board is, is the is it is the vibe of evil. It is the vibe oh. it is that that taste I have when I know it's definitely of absolute evil. And I hear a place just reeked of it. And um she had all the telltale signs, which was um, you know, there's a sense of dread in the gut that never goes away. Um, there's a sense like, like you're in trouble, basically, like you're in the worst kind of trouble ever. Like when you're a little kid and you're have to go to the principal's office and you feel like your whole world's going to, mm -hmm. well, it's like that times a thousand. It's like that times a thousand because you just know Ugh. something's not right. Um, there's a, a sense of like not wanting to go to sleep. Um, she, uh, she had, her appetite had changed. Like she was kind of nauseous sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, there were funny, there were funny smells like bad smells in the house that had no explanation in different spots. Uh, she was seeing, uh, dark forms. Like the one in particular, um, that was the one in there was crawling up the wall. It looked like a small, uh, like a, like a shadow person that was oh. crawling up the wall. 
and her and her partner uh, had seen it numerous times uh, when her partner was overstaying overnight. And so, um, and so all these things pointed to, and of course the, 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 the sense I had walking in there was that there was something there. And there, our theory was, and I, I'm still, I still believe this, is that um, she brought it home with her from war. Um, and this was a very ancient spirit. It was definitely a demon. Uh-huh. Um, so here's the thing about demons, and you'll find this if you read the Bible or any of the other holy books, is they often love to appear as children. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, often, so often when people think they see a ghost child, that's definitely not a ghost child. Right. So, yeah. So, and, and sometimes they are, but, but more often than not, they're, they're not children. Okay. So, um, especially if no children died in that spot, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, if, or, you know, or if the child, I mean, there's always a sense of dread. There's always a sense of like a, a gut felt wrong, mm-hmm. uh, around the, around these entities that you'll know, like, you know, cause the spirit of an actual child is quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, like it feels beautiful, just like the, just like the spirit of any other person, you know, whether it's a child or an adult that passes when then when they've passed in grace and they're at peace, there's a beautiful sense to it, but not this, you know, not when you see a, ch- a child spirit, but you sense that terrible dread, uh, that's not a child. So, so anyway, um, so I came back and, um, you know, I, I do my shamanic drumming and I do chants to call it out. So I came back and it was just her and I and her dog um, on the couch. And so I started drumming and, uh, and, and we had one candle lit and the candle was kind of like right in front of me. We're, we're sitting, you know, Indian style on the floor. Uh, and she was right next to me and the dog was behind me on the couch and the dog started to get really, the dog was already whimpering a lot when I was in there before. I could tell the dog very much sensed this thing. Um, so as I'm drumming, trying to call it out, basically, you're basically taunting it into action so you can see it and, and then take care of it. Um, you know, she, she, she looks at me and she goes, do you see that? And, and of course, across from us on the wall between the bed and like the, the closet door, on the white, you could see like this small uh, black, like a shadow form about the size, like about, like, a, you know, like a kid, like about like an eight year old or seven year old kid, mm-hmm. you know, about like four, like maybe like three and a half, four feet tall. I could see it. Now, at first I thought maybe it was a trick. So I had to kind of cover the candle up just to make sure it wasn't a shadow. And sure enough, you could see this black form and you could see its legs and you could see its arms. And you could see like it seemed like it had like really long hair kind of sticking out. Um, but you could see it kind of going back and forth, almost kind of like a, like a chimpanzee when they're about to fight. Oh yeah, right. When they, when they kind of go back and forth, sure. like they're just about to, to leap to leap out at you. Yeah, uh, and they're kind of they're going to the left and right, and mm-hmm. they're just and they're and they're they're looking right at you. So we could feel it looking at us. And it was horrifying. Like it's it's a sense where you know you're looking at something that is very much older than you are. Like it is ancient, ancient. Like it goes you know thousands and thousands of years old, and you could feel the horrible dread behind it. And so that was just just magnified the room way, way more than it was before when I was in there. And so, um, and so immediately I stood up and that, as I told you, that energy kind of comes out on its own, uh, now that I've been doing it for a while. And so I stood up and I encouraged her to stand up too, cause I wanted her to, to, you know, to be there in case we needed to walk or anything. Um, and of course the dog was right there with us and right. had no problem sticking right next to our legs. Uh, and it was whimpering the entire time and Aww. shaking. It was, it was really, I, I actually didn't want the dog to be there, but there's a reason I do that often is because I don't want the thing to latch onto any living being and mm-hmm. leave before I get there. Okay. So I'd rather actually, I'd rather actually bless everybody and have them not leave the area. Uh, 
uh, and then get it out. So that way I know it can't latch onto them, before, like, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. leave with them before I get there uh, or after I'm gone. So, so I bless them before I do it. So what happens is, um, uh, it suddenly it opened the, uh, this thing actually opened up, uh, the closet door. We saw that open up. And then uh, we actually saw the bed have an impression on it. It did crawl across the wall. Um, I am pretty fearless in what I do. Uh, so I actually went across the bed, like right through it. And I actually did a, a cross uh, right in the corner, which it did not like. And then it went, um, and I was, I was actually had to get on top of the bed because it was in the corner there, the room to do that corner. And then all of a sudden it was in the kitchen and we watched uh, all the cabinets and the doors open up. We watched the refrigerator open up. Oh. Oh yeah, it, it, they can creepy. get really active, uh, and they, especially when they know that, that that they could, you know, that they might be in trouble. So, uh, so of course, um, I have to go after it. So, uh, and you can feel this dread. Now, here's here's the terrible part that you're probably not going to like is that, um, and they all manifest differently. This one manifested as you could actually hear and feel the pitter pat of children's uh, of a child's feet as it ran past you. Oh. And at the same time, at the same time, you could hear it giggling. Ew! What kind of giggle was it? A child's giggle or a evil it's giggle? It's not quite a child. It's not quite a child's giggle. It still sounds like a child, but you definitely yes. know it's not a child. Ugh! Gross. That's gross. And and so and so yeah. So um, so then it went towards the dog on the couch because the dog was back on the couch. And so so basically, what I did was I had to go and wherever it went, I had to do the sign of the cross and the. Yahweh and Ashira and Isa, you know, in the name of them. And, you know, and I, you know, this is now blessed. And I did that. Um, but at the same time, I'm kind of getting ready to blast it. And I'm going to tell you what that means in a minute. So, okay. um, so, so then, um, we, I got all the corners and now it was just right in the middle of the room. And, uh, she was kind of freaking out because she, you know, it was literally circling her. Like you could hear it running around her. Um, and it was taunting her and she was really freaking out. And so, uh, we had a, we had a, you know, we had the doorway open, uh, ready to go. So I could take it out through the hallway, down the stairs and outside. Um, and so that's when I have to do this thing where I, the big secret to exorcism is you have to actually love the evil spirit. And that's the big secret. And what I mean by that is you have to have like that blasting thing I told you about, like when I blasted it, I actually put my arms around it. Like, like I am, like I'm trying to love it. Like I'm loving mm-hmm. it with the love of God and I have to love it because that's the thing evil just can't do is it just hates that. And so what I had to do is that we had the door open you could hear it running around. And then finally I just, I just embraced it and I told it that I loved it. And you said it out and loud. When I did that. that, that huh? I, I, I'm sorry. I said, you said it out loud. Oh yeah. I mean, okay. I whispered it to it. Okay. I didn't have to yell it. Like, like in the movies, they always say, get out in the name of you. Yeah, and they yell yeah. at everything. And they're, they're, you know, that's just out of fear, by the way. That doesn't work. Yelling, oh, okay. it, yelling at those things doesn't work. Okay. Yeah, you, 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 can yell, you can yell at that stuff all you want. In fact, it loves it because it feeds off the fear that's behind it. Good to know. So, um, yeah, so you know. So, so, then, so then what happens is then um, this energy, uh, when this is what happens is this energy will just start pouring out of me. Like it just radiates out of me. Um, and and it can't stand that at all. And that's when I'm not really me standing there. It's just like when I came back from the dead that time and I told you that like how I 
how, how my hand raised and I healed my body mm-hmm. and, and I can tell that wasn't me moving my arm. It's, it's that energy. It's, it's, it's divine energy. And so it just comes pouring out of you. And it's, it's, it's not just for me, it's for other people that do exorcisms. It's something that is just given to you. And that's just, you're good to do it. You know, you're, 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 you're good at doing it. So, so that came pouring out and it couldn't deal with that. And it ran down the hallway and I literally just casually walked right after it, just this energy pouring out. Um, and then it, you could hear it running down the stairs. Then you could actually see it as it went out into the rain. Like you could see the silhouette of it as the rain hit it. Um, and it bolted out into the street. So, um, and so, yeah. So, uh, so after that took place about a day or so later, she came back to me and, uh, you know, when, when we do an exorcism or when I do an exorcism, it's, it's good to go. They're not going to come back because they really, by the time I put all that holy oil in your house and I've done my thing, your house is going to smell different because that's what people always say. That it does smell like roses from the holy oil, wow. but it also feels like light. Like if you read the TripAdvisor reviews about my house cleansings, the houses feel lighter. They feel happy. Mm-hmm. They feel like they have more light in them. Like people tell me like they visibly see more light in the house, even right. though it's the same light bulbs and the same windows. Um, it just feels like it feels like a, like a holy place. It feels like someone told me once ago, they said, my house feels like a church. And I said, that's exactly the way it should feel. Um, and so with, with hers though, um, what, this is what happened, which was interesting, which is part of why that was so horrific was, um, she complained that she could still hear it running around out in the hallway outside her apartment and she could see the shadow of it underneath the door and it was taunting the dog. And so, so I went back and sure enough, I had a gut feeling from one of her neighbors who lived next to her. And so I went up and I knocked on his door and he opened up the door and there behind him is a whole bunch of, um, really dark occult stuff on like, it looks like an altar. And I realized, even though I believe it traveled with her from when she was in action, Mm -hmm. I believe that actually uh, he had brought it back somehow. So we had a talk with him and, you know, I can't tell anybody to quit what they're doing as far as their faith. That's their own business. But I did tell him, I said, I am going to bless the front of your door so it can't come in here, even if it's attracted by what you're doing, which he was totally fine with. Um, and so I did that and, and it, it, the thing never returned after that. I, I had to redrive it back out of the hallway, out the door again that night, but it never did actually return. So, um, I can't really, I can't really tell you enough, like how, like, 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 like when you're around true evil like that, it's, it's a very intense, uh, instinctual vibe. And, and so it, it's not even anything like the movies. It really, I mean, you're, you're with a living entity that you can't quite see, but you can see sometimes, and, but you can feel it there. And there's absolutely no doubt that it's right there. Like you, you there's not a, uh, maybe it's in your head saying there, there's every instinct you have is on as an animal. And you realize you have a predator that is much more powerful than you around you. So you feel like a mouse just being surrounded by a cat. Um, and, and, it, and it's much older than you. It's much cleverer than you. And it definitely has nothing good in store for you. So, so Chris, where do these things, it came back, where does it go when you cast it out? Let's say that guy wasn't doing the occult stuff or whatever. You saw him going through the rain. Is he just waiting to target somebody else? He or she or it? Well, um, it depends on what I, what I what I'm called to do. So for that one, it just left, and I don't know where it went. And I wish I did know where it went. And I think it's probably still here in town somewhere, um, sadly. But at the same time, it depends on what I'm called to do. I that one 
it just left. And like the one in Rockford, I actually sent that one back to where it came from. Um, and so that can happen there. The one in the basement, um, I actually sent that one back to where it came from too, which uh, some people would call it hell. Mm-hmm. Although hell is definitely not hell is definitely not what is spelled out in the Bible. It is a much different kind of place, um, and everybody has a very customized version of what they go through as far as a chastisement and a cleansing to purify their souls. And it is a purification process. It doesn't always last forever or an eternity. It really depends on what what the divine has in store for the person. So and that's what I saw when I died. So. So it's it's not like some kind of terrible fiery pit. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually is more of a, of a purification process for that soul, and, and it's going to take as long as it takes to purify them for them to be there. Um, so so that's that's what that really is. So, but there are things from that region um, that are horribly evil, um, and so those things really are real. So when people you know, make fun of them or say, oh, that's just for that religion. No, those things are in every religion. They, they, they supersede religion. They've been around way before religion. They, they've always been around and they're not good for us. Um, they definitely want harm to us. Uh, and that's, you know, things through things like the Ouija board or other things like that. Uh, there's one here outside of Galena that I did that had targeted a family uh, out, in the, out the territory. Um, and that one was, um, pretty complicated because it was, you know, here, and here's what I'm talking about this one for us because, um, you know, we have to be the ones that actually want to keep it away afterwards because mm-hmm. I can cleanse the house all I want. It won't, it won't be allowed back in the house ever again, but, um, but you can still try, you can, it can still be drawn to you once you leave the house if, if it hasn't been sent anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's about your mindset. So if you stick to the same mindset, you're giving it power. If you, if you're afraid of it, you're giving it power uh, and it feeds on those things and it can't stand love. So it wants to make you afraid because the more afraid you are, the less love you have in your heart. And so you're a much easier target. And it's always those innocent souls who don't have any defense mechanisms right. internally spiritually they're the most susceptible especially children Mm. uh, which is why it's usually kids that have to be exercised that's so that that breaks my heart yeah i mean even the girl in rockford i had to uh lightly exercise her because it was latching onto her outside so badly that her personality had started to change radically okay you told this thing to get out, right? And you said it was not allowed back in the house. My question is, right. why would these things, and this this is going to come out the wrong way, but you'll understand the question. Why is it going to listen to you? Wouldn't it be like, you know what? No, I'm not leaving. What? Yeah, and that, that, actually, that actually, I totally understand that question. In fact, that was my biggest fear for my first one was, who am I to tell this ancient thing uh, that's much more powerful and much older than I am to leave? Um, and you know, um, if, if you go to the holy books, like the Bible, you'll find that, uh, it's written in there that we actually have power over such things. Um, but here's the thing is that it's, it's, it's not to us alone. So when I say that, that's why so many exorcisms don't work is because it's just the person saying prayers and getting really upset and angry and being emotional. And that does not what is, that's definitely not what drives it out. So it's, it's, it has to do what I ask because it's not about me. It's actually about the power in me that is what's responsible for driving it out in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like being a, I, I'm just going to say this because I, and I hate putting it like this because it, it seem, just seems so 
ludicrous even for me to say it, but I, I'm not going to tell you it's alive. I mean, it's, it's really what I do. So, I mean, I can't, I can't downplay it, but I, I don't want to overplay it, but it, it's basically the divine coming out of you. You're a divine conduit. So it's not really listening to you as a person. It's listening to the power that you represent. Uh, and it's not just because right. you believe in it. It's because that power is actually in you and you were born with that, the ability for that to come out of you um, and to actually eradicate it. So, so when that thing turns on in me, it's it's not me there. It's like all of a sudden, and there's not always a set point during the exorcism that it comes out. Um, like the one in Rockford where I was in the basement, it was a very big basement, a lot of rooms, and it was really just not very fun to watch this thing dart from door to door across the hallway. Um, what I would tell you is that uh, um, it just suddenly comes on as far as like almost like a shiver up your spine. You can feel this tingling sensation. The energy fills you. And then all of a sudden you just are radiating this power where like I can put my hand right on this thing in front of me and I will just, it just radiates love right out of me. Like it's not about anger. It's not about anything like that. It's about absolute unconditional love just radiating out of your body. And it's definitely not from you. And so, and so it's that, that it, that it has to listen to. So when I am saying the prayers and stuff, it's that power behind it that it's listening to. It's not listening to me. Well, yeah, that And I say that, keep in mind, at risk of making myself sound, sound really facetious and arrogant and like, you know, I have a special power and I'm, I'm directly connected to God and I don't want to come across as that. No, you don't. I can't lie about it. You know, I, I, I mean, that is really what I do. But, but that's the takeaway I took away, if that makes sense. When I met you, the way you just said it, you're loving it, that's really the core See, the reason I do this show, besides wanting to know everything and the spiritual world um, behind a microphone, not from Woody the Doll, is when that is simplified to me, that loving something, I mean, it sounds so trivial, and it sounds almost impossible to love something like that, but the fact that you said it's within all of us, and we're all capable of doing it, is key, is huge, is a life lesson is being nice to the person and yes that is in the bible and this is not an exorcism but you know being nice to people that aren't nice to you and being kind it's kind of sometimes has that effect you ever meet somebody who's really crabby and nasty and you're just like in your mind i'm like you are just nasty but i'm gonna be nice and i will say hello and smile and you get a smile out of that person it's kind of nice yeah, I understand. Um, and it is that power is in us. And I think, you know, like, like myself and some others, like we're just, we just, we're just able to let that out more naturally than other people. We don't need to be taught how to release it again. But I, I believe everybody has that ability um, to drive away evil. The only thing that they fall prey to is their own fears where they don't, they often lack the confidence and sometimes like the faith in order to believe that they actually can do that. And then once they actually can do it, then just like my first exorcism, once I actually witnessed that energy that my teacher talked about that I didn't even know I had in me, um, once I witnessed that, I came back just like, you know, like you feel like a rock star when you come back because you're like, sure. wow, I did that. And, 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 and of course, it's not about me at all. You know, it, it's, it's, it's about, you know, just, like, you know, I happen to have this ability, but you, you, it, it, you feel like a rock star because it's not about faith at that point. It's about a direct knowledge. 
And so, and so you actually get to witness a miracle in front of you where everything changes, the entity's gone, the phenomenon are gone, the house feels radically different, people notice it, uh, it never comes back. And so that's like a miracle. That's like a sign from the divine that like, hey, I'm real, you know, I'm here. Um, and to me, like, I actually enjoy exorcisms, which is a weird thing to say, but I actually really love the challenge because here's the thing is once you, once you are familiar with that thing coursing through you and you let that out all the way, um, you have, I mean, there's no problem with letting it happen again and again. And so, uh, because it's, it feels, it's freeing. It's absolutely freeing. Um, it's just, it's like, it's just absolutely freeing and beautiful. So it's like, uh, so when you're doing the exorcism, like it's almost like I enjoy it because I enjoy the challenge of it. Uh, as far as like, uh, finding where it's at and driving it out, but also the fact that I get to let this thing out and uh, this this energy, this divine energy, and and drive it out. I mean, there's no problem to to get me to go do a house cleansing. Like I actually really enjoy them because I really feel like I'm doing my job. Like I'm doing, I feel like I'm doing my purpose, like part of what I was made to do. Um, and so when people ask me to do it, I don't charge very much compared to a lot, but I go in uh, knowing that they're never going to have a problem again. And so that's, you know, and, and I, I take a lot of pride in my work. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the thing is, I was going to say is um, it's really important for us to stay positive, even especially, well, especially in these times, because things like that really prey on people that feel susceptible or they get depressed or they get really sad, mm -hmm. especially those who, who don't have faith. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to badmouth atheists, but, um, you know, the thing is, is, you know, um, there, I, I wish everybody had had my experiences enough to know that they don't have to have faith, that there's direct knowledge, that there is, there is the divine, there is so much more outside of ourselves. Um, you know, uh, that way they, they, they can be stronger so that when fear grabs them or depression, mm -hmm. uh, that they don't actually suffer uh, and don't draw things near them. Like, like these people that have to have exorcisms. Well, you know? okay. So, here's something very creepy as if this whole thing wasn't creepy in a nice way. I sometimes have dreams and I know this is probably my crazy head just trying to rest from a day of madness that I am not possessed, but like I'm, I'm fighting something. Okay. And I will always say in my dream, my sister has this to the one you met, um, you know, like you can't hurt me because I believe in God or I believe in Jesus. And I'm not saying it like a badass. I'm actually afraid, but I'm saying it with conviction, okay? I have these when right. I know I'm under a lot of stress. I don't feel that like anything's happening when I'm sleeping. I think this is just my crazy Jill mind way of releasing stress. But here's the weird thing, Chris. A week, right the first day I moved in, this is before Woody was talking, um, I had that dream and I did my usual and I heard... I've never heard before, and this this was, I was asleep, I was not awake. I heard a voice say very calmly and reassuringly, you are protected, and I woke up. Wow. Yeah, so that's that's a direct, that sent shivers up my spine. Um, um, yeah. That, that, is a, that is a direct sign that you're going to be okay. Um, you know, a lot of older houses uh, have spirits in them, and a lot of them try to possess others because they want to, uh, they, they want to see through their eyes. They want to be human again. They want to have those sensations, whether it's an actual soul of a human or an entity like the one I drove out of the apartment uh, or the ones I see in these other places. Or in, like the one in Rockford was actually not a demon. It was actually a really horrible father uh, that had done some terrifying things and then oh. she, he was after his granddaughter. So oh, and he was, so, so I mean, he, and he was, I mean, it was just, 
horrific. And, and, and of course I get to see inside his mind, just like when I'm reading the dead. So it's really horrible what I get to see. And of course, what I physically saw of him in the end was terrifying. But, um, uh, what I would tell you is that, and he was straight out of hell. I mean, he was just really bad stuff. The things that you hope you, even as, as an exorcist, you hope you never witness, uh, because they will try to get to you on every psychological level. They know what, they know what your weaknesses are. They know what to say to you. They know what to show you to get uh, the best response. Um, they, they know how to dig in your head and find things to present to you to try to really shake you up so that energy doesn't come out of you so that that they don't have to leave. And so they're trying to shut you down before you even start is what they're trying to do. Um, and so, it sounds like you, maybe you do have something in your house, but that's really in a lot of places and they don't always stay in your house. Um, just because a spirit visits you or tries to kind of work its way into you uh, for whatever reason to try to possess you at some level, which some people walk around, they have things like that inside them uh, and they don't even realize it. And that's the really, the really creepy part is that, uh, especially when people have a lot of issues in their lives, like drug addiction and things like that, or alcoholism that's really severe. Um, it's, it's like, it's like a gateway for things like that to enter. And I'm not trying to sound like superstitious 1600s person, but, um, but that is actually the beginnings of how possession usually starts. Oh my God, please tell me that that's not me. No, it's not you. No, because um, what I, it sounds like. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is, it, it, it sounds like something was probably visiting you that you didn't want around you, um, and uh, and then somebody came to your rescue and then reminds you that you're protected. You don't have to worry about things like that. I never, um, Chris, and, heard a voice before, ever. You ever. never what? I never heard a voice say anything to me in a dream like that, except that. Yeah. yeah, so I would say something probably tried to work its way in. And keep in mind, I, I know you're not an alcoholic or don't have a drug issue. No, I don't that, do any of that but, stuff. Is that those... That those uh, the, that particular demographic, as well as uh, children that are you know abused, or they, or at least they maybe they're in a situation where there's like a divorce and they feel really susceptible. And there's so many different ways that the human soul can be weakened mm-hmm. by different things and then invite things in uh, without even realizing it's doing it. Um, and then sometimes the takeover is very subtle, so the person doesn't realize they're going through a change uh, until it's too late. And the person, everybody around them says, "Well, they've changed so much, let's get a different person." Well, sometimes that's really true wow that's and, scary and it's not that person anymore and that that can definitely happen those are called walk-ins and there's different degrees where like souls have an agreement sometimes where one soul decides to leave and the other one just takes its place and that's pretty rare stuff but as far as like possessions that stuff actually is very real where you, you're actually being possessed and then that person takes over all your memories and everything else but they're just not the same soul anymore and they definitely don't have good plans for everybody around them that is, um, so, that is terrifying it is kind of terrifying, but at the same time, that's why, you know, I think it's important to, like, I've met, I've met a handful of people like that during my entire lifetime where I knew they were not the original inhabitant of that body. Wow. Um, and usually you can tell because around me, they get extremely uncomfortable and I can, and they, and they, they try not to look at me as much as humanly possible. And I can, I can look at them. I'm like, you're, you're not alone in there or you're not the same soul that was originally in there. And it's only happened like two or three times in the whole time I've been alive. On but but, but Chris, you have, to understand, you have to understand, you also said when you gave our readings, you're like, I feel bad people come in here and you're nervous. Let me tell you what us mere mortals think. Oh my God, he's reading my mind. He knows I didn't do the dishes this morning. Oh my God, he was, <laughs> he's thinking that no. I'm thinking this. And this is what we think. Um, but you are so normal and and very pleasant i just want people to know just by listening to you you could tell you're a very nice guy um 
yeah, so you probably just meet people and immediately know good or bad or something going on. And, you know, that's pretty incredible, actually. I don't know if I would want to know that. I, I get my own gut feeling, you know. I, I have a pretty good I have a pretty good gut sense of who I don't want to be around. We all do. But you're on a different level, you know. I appreciate that. And I, I know at the same time, I mean it, it's I, I really love my gift. Um at the same time it does make you it does make you isolate a lot. Um like there's days I just I mean I love everybody, but there's days I have to just be by myself. Um, and so I, I often do that. It can make it very tough on relationships um, because you tend to sense everything about them right away. And so you can always kind of pick up something usually. And sometimes I can't see anything and then it just hits me like a wall. Uh, that happens too, because I'm not really supposed to be in your head. But uh, at the same time, um, I can sense things around people. And, and sometimes I just know even when I go on a first date, I just know it's probably not going to end up in a good relationship. Oh, and that's just yeah. without even any words. I just, I just, I mean, the first five minutes I pick up on it. I'm like, you know, this, I can already sense this is not going to go anywhere. Yeah. You're um, thinking she's and, not putting out tonight. We're, there's no second date. No, <laughs> just teasing. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm always nice. I'm like, okay, let's well, We're going to go on the date. You know, I'm not going to like sit there and say no. And, and I, you know, and I'm patient. Maybe it'll change, but, but I usually know, but at least, especially by the end, you know, but, but here's the thing is that um, I love my work because I really love people genuinely. And so I really love to help people. That's my main purpose is to help people with my skills. So that's why, I mean, I don't charge as much as a lot of people and I'm very patient. I often give people extra time uh, when they're up here, you especially do. if I have it, especially if there's something to talk about. You do. Um, um, yeah, I appreciate that. And I, and I, cause I really want to make sure that they get everything before they leave. Um, and that's important to me. So, but yeah, evil's really out there in the world. Um, and I, and that's why I tell people to stay away from Ouija boards. Yeah. Um, if you're really, if, if you're susceptible to depression, or you're going through a rough patch, please don't put on Annabelle or the conjuring, no. you know, and try to stay away from things like that. Because when you put that on the energy from that entity that created that story is to me, I mean, I can palpably feel that energy still on the film itself because they're they're bringing it to them just by just by the actions of mimicking the story. They are bringing the energy to them because those spirits are very powerful and they they know what they're doing, and and they know they know people can be really susceptible to things like that, very vulnerable, and so those energies like to hang around. Uh, those things, and so when you when you watch those movies, as a sensitive, I'm almost it's almost like a nightmare for me because I'm like, do you know what you're actually subjugating your, yourself to by putting that thing on the screen and allowing yourself to sit through? Especially if you have kids watching it, you know, I'm always like, you know, do you realize? what you're putting in their head right. as far as like um, opening them up to fear and making mm -hmm. them very vulnerable and inviting it into the house itself. Well, I don't think Peppa Pig has anything um, really dangerous to teach my child. So I'm, I'm good <laughs> with Pig that. Peppa Pig is, what did you say? <laughs> she's freaking Peppa hilarious. Peppa Pig is the worst evil. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> she's a bad pig. She should be exercised. Um, <laughs> what is it? Isn't Peppa Pig actually Annabelle? No, I'm kidding. Oh, uh, my so, God. Uh, I hope not because she's too cute. <laughs> but, Chris, before, <laughs> there's so much I could talk to you about. That's why I want you to come on for so many different subjects. Thank you for taking the time. I want you to promote yourself, what you do, where they can find you, and all that good stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, my website is ChristopherMcBrien.com. It's C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-M-C-B-R-I-E-N.com. Uh, you can just Google Galena, Illinois Psychic, and I pop right up. Uh, and you can find my website there and find out about my bio and prices and schedule an appointment from there. So it's, and I'm just right here in Galena, Illinois, like a cute little corner of Illinois and, you know, the, 
uh, triplets area here. So yeah, so come by anytime. You should. Um, oh, I, I, I'll go ahead. Yeah. And I, I, I also do phone and Zoom too. I always forget that uh, during these times, but I do phone and Zoom too. I was, yeah, I was going to ask you if you do parties or you don't travel out too far for those. Like where you would go to somebody's I, house? I still do parties as long as they're like a small enough people, a small amount of people. Um, you know, I mean, and as long as there's uh, spacing that I can sit, you know, away from the people and still still talk, mm-hmm. I'm good. And that usually just implies like having a table that's at least six feet apart where I'm going to be, you know, I can still, I can still make my voice carry. So they're going to hear what I'm saying. But as long as we're safe, we can do that. And I've okay. had people in the room with me, they're all wearing masks. Um, I'm, you know, I have to talk, so I'm not going to wear mine. But even on my table here in Galena, I have a big plexiglass mm-hmm. screen now. Right, right. They're all sitting six feet from me. So that way I can still do my readings. So we're, I'm staying very safe about that. But yeah, I can still do some small gatherings. Okay. And, and if, you missed the last show I had on with Chris. Uh, you should check it out because he did give me a reading about my Auntie Mary. And dang, if you weren't like spot on, that was weird. You were sp- spot on with her personality. You were. You yeah. were. It was. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, that's my that's my big gift. That's what people like to come to me for. Um, is yeah, but that's that's a whole different thing to talk about what life was like being able to do that because uh, even even when I was doing my walk the other day around the levee here in Galena uh, the spirit that was supposed to come to me later on the day to talk to somebody that was coming to visit came to me on the trail and followed me for part of the trail talking to me uh, about what they wanted to say to this person because they just couldn't wait patiently um, oh, wow. and then when I when they got here I just said was this your relative and I described their personality and everything and they're like oh my god I'm like yeah sometimes they aren't patient and they're like well they weren't patient in life either I'm like, yeah, I kind of gathered that. Yeah, you <laughs> you did. You, 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 did get, wait. <laughs> you did gather her personality. So uh, I'm sure she can hear me. Shout out to Auntie Mary. Um, but Chris, as always, you were wonderful. Thank you for coming on. I will definitely, if you've got any topics you want to talk about, you know, please let me know. And for those of you listening, if you're new to the show to Anaquest Paranormal, you can by all means find me at, uh, you can follow me at Anaquest Pod, P-O-D for podcast, or you can find me on Twitter at jurchak one and that's U-R-C-H-A-K, a nice Ukrainian name. Look me up, find me. Uh, there's really nothing too weird except one guy wrote something that was kind of disturbing that I just won't even I didn't even respond because I was afraid to. So I, I'm pretty much open for anything. UFOs, you know, anything out there, I'm all good with. So you can find me there. Uh, you could leave me comments, even if they're nasty. I still respect free speech. Go for it. And thank you for listening. Chris, thank you for joining the show. This is On a Quest Paranormal. I'm Jill Check. Peace. 